three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here and trying to encourage us to be in God's word, to stay humble before the Lord, to stay hungry for what God has for us and to encourage us that one big way of doing that is prayerfully reading God's word and thinking of why we should read God's word and read it over and over again. Came across this Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was a minister during World War II. He'd be one of the last people that would be executed by the Germans in Germany. And this is what he had to say as far as reading God's word and praying. He says, and so we must learn to pray. The children learns to speak because his father speaks to him. He learns the speech of his father. So we learn to speak to God because God has spoken to us and speaks to us. By means of speech of the father in heaven, his children learn to speak with him. Repeating God's own words after him, we begin to pray to him. And that's from the prayer book of the Bible, or Psalms, the prayer book of the Bible, from Bonhoeffer. And so just, just to encourage us a little bit there, we're continuing to read in Deuteronomy, we're in chapter 7, I'm going to start off in verse 12, and we just do, we ask God to help us as we even read and hear his word here this morning. So verse 12 of chapter 7, Deuteronomy, and because you listen to these rules and keep and do them, the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love that he swore to your fathers. He will love you bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your wine and your oil, the increase of your herds and the fruit of the ground, increase of your herds and the young of your flock in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you knew he will inflict on you. But he, um, which you knew will he inflict on you, but he will lay them on all who hate you. And you shall consume all the peoples that the Lord your God will give over to you. Your eyes shall not pity them, neither shall you serve their gods, for that would be a snare to you. If you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispose them? You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all and to all Egypt. The great trials that your eyes saw, the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So will the Lord your God do to all the people of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send hornets among them until those who are left and hide, and hide themselves from you are destroyed. You shall not be in dread of them, for the Lord your God is in your midst, a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you little by little. You may not make an end of them at once, lest the wild beasts grow too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into great confusion 
until they are destroyed. And he will give their kings into your hand, and you shall make their name perish from under heaven. No one shall be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. The carved images of their gods you shall burn with fire. You shall not covet the silver or the gold that is on them, or take it for yourselves, lest you be ensnared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. And you shall not bring an abomination, an abominable thing into your house and become devoted to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest and abhor it, for it is devoted to destruction. And that's seven. And really just thinking through some practical things that Moses is saying here and that God is telling the people through Moses, look, you're going in. And you're, I'm going to give these people to you. They're going to be turned over to you. You're going to destroy them. But not all at once. This is going to be a process as you can handle it. As Really as there's a part there talking about even as nature can handle it. So the wild beasts don't take over. If they just go in there and find everybody dead or just kill everybody really quick. Well, you're dealing with a lot of dead bodies. And you're also dealing with... A lot of other things that still need to be taken care of. So this it's just a slow takeover. And I think about often how we in our culture today, we want things done yesterday. But there's a growth process in doing that. And so you think about our landscapes. We might have a new, fresh landscape and we want some mature trees in that landscape. Well, we can go... Spend a whole lot of money and get a big tree brought in and put in. But there's a chance that tree isn't going to make it for a couple of reasons. One, just the overall shock of being transplanted as a larger tree. Two, the environment that it's planted into may not be ready or able to sustain such a large tree. And there's a lot of aspects to that tree that just no, cannot really be perfectly transplanted like the roots. Think about a big Christmas tree that is moved from one part of the country to Washington, D.C. for the national tree or the big tree that is put in Rockefeller Center in New York City to be displayed outside. There's a big emphasis to how this is going to be saved and replanted. But the truth is, it doesn't make it. They do replant it, but it doesn't last. Within months, usually it's dead, or it might take a year or two. And part of that is the root system wasn't meant to be dug up at that age and two there's an environment that isn't used to having a large tree in it and the reason why it's not used to having a large tree in it is it takes years and years and even decades for a environment to be used to a large tree and that's why trees grow at the speed that they do because they need time to grow and the environment around them needs time to handle that growth all that soil and it's all around those roots and feeding those roots that are now feeding a larger and larger tree. And that's the same thing that is happening in our, in our own lives. Often, whether it's in church or our own family or our neighborhood, that we're looking for God to do these miracles. And he really is actually doing the miracles. But he's doing it in a way, in a time where all of us are able to mature at a level that the soul can handle it. And so uh, I often find young Christians or maybe Christians who are in a season of their life that's just really difficult and they, they just 
want it to be over. Why can't, why do I have to go through this? Or why is God allowing this? And these storms in life are never easy. None of us want them, but there's a process to what God is working in us. And we need to trust God in that process that he's working in us and in the people around us. And that's what's happening here to the Israelites, that they are going to obtaining all of the promised land. And that the seven tribes that they're going to go into and take the land from them, they're going to do it in God's timing now. They don't follow God in lots of ways as they do this, but God has a plan. And if they would have stuck to it and done it, it really would have gone really well for them. But today, even today, they're still suffering the consequences of the disobedience of this next generation that's going to go into the promised land. So think about that today. Is you, you and I make plans. Are we making plans that are going to be beneficial to the next generations as we follow God's way and really live out what he has called us to live out and then teach that to our children and our grandchildren? Or are we going to take what we want out of God's way and add in our own ways and then... Hope for the best? I don't know. I really want to be glorifying to God in my generation and the next generation and the next generation, so my children and grandchildren, in the way God wants us to glorify Him, in the way that He wants to be worshipped in spirit and truth, the way that He wants us to love Him and love our neighbors. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon.